Hello everyone, this is me um, coming back to you with my podcast called This Chick's Just Saying. And I didn't, I don't know if actually I introduced before in my beginner podcast as to why I decided to name it This Chick's Just Saying. Because I feel that this is just my personal thought process on how I handled my life and how I, so basically it's just my opinion. So, and that is one thing that I say often is, uh, just saying, you know, if I'm giving somebody my opinion on something, I'll be like, you know what? I'm just saying that's just the way I would do it. But of course you are welcome to do it whatever way you find. And even if you, my way didn't work, which a lot of times it does, but even even if my way didn't work, then it's an option, you know? It's something for you to try. If you're like, I don't even know what to do. I've tried this, I've tried this, I've tried this. You know what? What's more way of trying to fix a situation in your world that is obviously not working? So, or not working as well as you would want it to. So that's just um, kind of the reason why I decided to start this and why I called it This Chick's Just Saying. Also so that I could have some anonymity as well so that I don't get um, people's, if any of the people involved in my life come across this and go, why did you say that and blah, 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 and that wasn't nice. And, you know, basically like I should keep it private and not share the information so I will tell you, and I don't know if you've got that vibe from me yet, but I am very candid uh, and honest and open, and I will own absolutely my part of a situation. If I made a bad choice, I made a bad choice. You know, that's that's part of learning in life. But if I made, I, I usually do my best to make an educated decision. I think about it. I do it. And to me, I don't want to blow smoke up your ass um, or sugarcoat it or, you know, some of those other things. To me, I want a person to just, if I'm asking for their opinion, and that's the thing is, if somebody's asking for my opinion, as a friend and as someone who cares about you, why would I not give you my honest opinion? I think it's more cruel to just say, oh no, that's fine. And then you're left floundering trying to figure out why is this not working? Why is this not working? Everyone says this is fine, you know, but it's because, you know what, a real friend, someone who genuinely really cares about you will tell you or should tell you um, what, what their opinion is. Like, and also on that note, actually, too, when people give you their two cents, um, and sorry, this is a lot of slang terms, two cents is basically their opinion. Um, they, oh, I lost my train of thought. When they give you their opinion, it's just that. It's their opinion. Oh, sorry, that's where I was going with it. Uh, so I'll obviously have to edit that out. Anyways, when someone gives you their opinion, if it's someone that you look up to 
or someone that you want to be like or someone that you respect, I guess basically is the word, then I think that is something that you should take to heart. You know, take it more seriously than when there's some jerk out there or some idiot that you really have no respect for. You just, they're just a bully and mean and they just spew out unkind things. Really, to me, that is like, it kind of hurts because you're thinking, well, that's rude, you know. But also, too, unless it's someone that you value and someone that you know has your true interests at heart, what they're saying is just not important because you don't value them. So if some guy, say, I'm going through the grocery store and some guy goes, hey, lardass, move out of my way or something, and I would be like, oh, my God, like, for one, I'd I don't know what I'd say, but I would, I could choose to be a complete bitch and just go, you know, and really get back at them. But honestly, someone like that, they're not worth my energy. You know what, dude, whatever, you know, and who knows, maybe he's going through something and he was just letting a little vent out or whatever. Maybe he's just a miserable, miserable person going around through the world. But that person is not someone that I value their opinion. So to me, try not to let things like that affect you. So for me, I I don't put any onus into it or, or I don't take it personally because that person means nothing to me. So same thing with like going through school when my son actually was dealing with um, some bullying issues. Um, he was having a hard time and I've run into people too, like in my life, um, where it's just people that are assholes pretty much. And they just enjoy kind of tormenting you or being mean or whatever. Well, you know what? And, and I, I asked my son, I said, well, do you, what do you think of his opinion? Like, do you, do you think he's a good person and he's telling you this because he cares about you? Or is he just being an asshole? And um, and really, he was just being an asshole. So if it's someone like myself, if I had said something cruel and unkind to my son, he would be like, oh my gosh, you know, and and take it a lot more to heart because he knows that if I'm telling him, I used to, uh, if I'm telling him something, it's because I care and I want to keep him safe. And I don't want them to have to learn things a harder way or experience pain. Like I'm doing it as a kind gesture, even though it may not be as fun in the moment. Um, But I would tell him because I I genuinely care about his well-being. So I used to actually tell my kids too, when they were growing up, I'm like, I'm not the fun police. My job in life, I didn't have kids that I could be like, awesome. How can I ruin their day today? How can I make it so that they have the worst day ever and they don't have any fun and all this stuff? So, um, and they used to always like, ugh, mom, you know? But um, like I would tell them, I said, you know what? If I know touching that heating element 
or that fire, because if we'd have like a campfire or whatever, I said, just because you want to touch it and you think, oh, but the flames are so pretty and they look so nice and why isn't my mom letting me touch it? I'm not going to let you touch it because I know it's going to burn you. And I'm going to tell you, hey, don't touch that fire because it's really hot and you're going to get hurt. And I don't want you to get hurt. And then if you get hurt, then we can't continue to have more fun later, like going in the boat and going fishing and all that because you'll be burnt and sore and not up to having fun. So my goal in life is not to prevent you from having fun. It's actually, if anything, I want to keep you safe you know, so that you can have more fun. So, um, but I would tell them like, look, if you want to touch it, go ahead. Absolutely touch it. But, you know, and then they, cause they would sit there and they would, you know how kids are. They'd like put their hand close, like, Ooh, I'm going to touch it. I'm going to touch it. And I'd be like, don't do it. It's hot. And so one time I'm like, fine, touch it here. I'll help you. And I was putting their hand closer to the fire and they're like, no, no. And I'm like, okay. So I said, see, it's getting hotter and hotter and hotter. I said, I want you to have fun. You can cook a hot dog in the fire. You can roast a marshmallow in the fire. There's lots of fun things you can do with the fire, but I just really wouldn't recommend touching it because if you touch it, you're, it's going to ruin all the rest of the fun for the rest of your day and the next day until that blister heals up and we may even have to go into the hospital. So that is my kind of philosophy on life that um, my job is not to say don't have fun. It's just do it in a safe way. So with anything like you know, so that's just if somebody you know is genuinely cares about you and you respect their opinion, if they say something unkind to you, then maybe look at do they have a point? Maybe it's something you're unaware of because lots of things we go through life and you're like, huh, I didn't even think of that. Didn't even think that was an option. But you kind of just get stuck in your well, just your daily routine, you just, I don't know, it's just the way I've always done it. And, you know, you're just not aware. It doesn't mean you're stupid. It just means you weren't aware of it. So it's like, hmm, cool, now I know. And I always actually, another saying kind of thing I like to do is just say, well, I'm smarter now. So to me, a good rule of thumb is that if you learn something at least if you learn something a day, it doesn't have to be book related or whatever, just life related um, or anything. You're just like, huh, didn't know that. Well, I'm smarter now. So, and that's actually ironically how I tend to sort of, well, by some people that are more competitive the, with me or something. I don't know what it is. I think it must be an insecurity thing, but because... I don't need the limelight. I, I am very happy to just stay under the radar and do what I think is best, just being a good human. Um, I don't need praise and everything. And even though you may say, well, hello, lady, you are doing a podcast. The only reason for my podcast is more of a, a pay it forward situation because it breaks my heart to see people 
going through things that I know that basically because they're just trying to do the best that they know how to do. And if I can give them a different perspective on things and if I can maybe help in some way on going, ah, I never thought about doing it that way, then bonus, you know? Why, why would I want to see people suffer and be in pain and hurt? I don't. Why can't we all just be amazing together? Like, to me, I have strengths and I definitely have weaknesses. And I will tell you right now, Absolutely. Some of my weaknesses, I am directionally challenged. Like, literally. I am useless at directions. Oh my God. But yet, I know so many other things that I have no idea why those things stick into my brain and why those things come so easily to me. But yet, give me directions to go somewhere or to this address or whatever. Like, I've been to Vegas a few times, and uh, well, actually lots of times, and I don't even gamble, but it's just so fun there. There's so many different things to do, but I get lost so easy in a casino. Actually, I get so lost anywhere, really. Um, thank God for Google Maps and GPS. Oh my gosh, that is like a major game changer for me, but... Then there's other things that I am very good at, like me and technology seem to flow pretty easy and weird life shit that goes my well comes my direction. I usually am pretty good at handling it, but I did come to a point where I finally later on ended up having another another I, I can see it now as basically a nervous breakdown, but that, uh, well, that's how I'm classifying it. I just basically got burnt out, run down. It, it affected me physically, mentally, emotionally. And you know what? Sometimes you just have those times in your life where your body's going, man, we can't take this no more. And your body just cannot handle it. And you mentally can't handle it. And, but at that point too, you recognize it, go, okay, all my tricks aren't working. Time to pull in the big guns. Let's go to the doctors. Let's go to a psychiatrist. Let's, and make sure you get a good psychiatrist. But, and if that psychiatrist isn't working, then go to a different one. But keep in mind, if they're all telling you the same story, they're probably right. And you're just getting information you don't want to hear. So just throwing that out there. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of what I like to do. And what I encourage you to do is, even though, yes, you will get lots of different information from lots of different people, do consider the source. And, and also the genuineness. Like so many people, too, just go, well, just ignore it or just who cares or blah, 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 you know? And it's like, or, oh, well, I just said that, but I didn't really mean it. People like that are horrible. You, I, I, I absolutely, if you say something, you damn well better mean it. Don't be, and, and I really do not be one of those people because I do not think very highly of those people who just spew out toxic things 
and go, oh, well, sorry, I was mad and I didn't, I didn't really mean that. Well, then don't say it because you don't know how deep and how hurtful and awful that is. And if you are somebody that they truly care about and you are somebody that they will take to heart, I don't care how angry you are, you watch your tongue because you honestly, it's no different. Well, it's verbal abuse and it's no different than physical abuse. And so just really, really try to be mindful if you're in the heat of the moment and if you know you have that tendency of spewing out shit that is very unkind, then you have a responsibility to bite your tongue and say, you know what, let's just leave it here right now. I need to walk away and then we will come back to this conversation when we are both more calm. But on that note too, don't leave it for like days of not talking to each other. That is not cool either, in my opinion. Um, Because to me, as a girl, and I don't know if, well, just me actually as a person, because I would say sometimes guys and girls handle things different way when it comes to um, arguments and discussions and, you know, differences of opinion. Um, Some people can just say it, and then the next day... It's as if it never happened. But to me, and this is just the way I process it, if you said something to me and then you've seen me later and you're like, and you don't say anything, even though maybe you're sorry for what you said, then to me, if you're sticking to your guns and not saying anything, it's like, well, that's the way I feel. Like it or lump it. Basically the way I feel and I haven't changed my opinion on how I feel so deal with it is what silence says to the other person so if that is not your intention then you better discuss it but if that is your intention and you're like sorry you didn't like the information I shared but it was true and I stand by it well that's what your silence is saying loud and clear Or even if, and I don't care that your feelings are hurt. That's the other part that silence says. Because if you were sorry that their feelings got hurt, you'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I am really. I'm sorry that it hurt your feelings, but I had to say something, you know? Like, if there's something that just drives you nuts, like, say somebody, I don't know, eats really loud or whatever, you know, just plop in that with whatever the topic is. If you're like, listen, can you please shut your mouth and literally chew your food because that drives me crazy. Say that came up in the heat of an argument. Yeah, well, you eat like a freaking pig and blah, blah, blah. You know, later on after, if you can't do it in the moment and say, look, I don't mean to be rude, but yes, that is something that drives me crazy. And... If I was having that conversation, I would be like, is there something about me that drives you crazy? Like, we're only human. We are not flawless. Everybody has good things about them and bad things about them. And you own the things that are bad 
and you try to make them better if you can. But it's not like if one of the things they don't like about you is that you're too tall. Well, sorry, there's no way of fixing that. I'm as tall as I am. Unless I hack off some bones, but sorry, I'm not doing that. There are certain things that you totally can't control. But if you're someone who says, says, chews really loud when you're at a meal with friends and everybody hears you going, nom, 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 oh, nom, nom, and it's like, shut up, you know? So as a nice person, I would, in a nice way, just say, hey, you know, um, I don't know if you know you do this, but... You eat really loudly. And if they're like, yeah, that's just the way I've always eaten. It's like, well, do you think maybe you could try to maybe take smaller bites or do something where it's a little less obvious or or something like that? Um, because then people will avoid you. and And that's counterproductive. You know, that's not going to help you out if people are like, oh my God, no, let's not invite them to go to dinner with. God, I can't stand listening to them chew so loud and, you know, do all that lip smack. And it's like, well, eh, we'll just tell them that we're busy. We'll tell them that we're going to here. Like, and even think of it for yourself. Here's a very curious question, which actually I may put out onto my uh, Twitter or Reddit or something like that. Just uh, saying you know, what would you do? What would you rather? Would you rather people tell you that that drives them crazy? Because everything else about you is amazing. And everything else about you, like you're funny, you're this, you're a great, easygoing person, and all these wonderful qualities that you have. But nobody wants to be around you because you do that. Um, or not that they don't want to, but maybe they just go, eh, am I in the mood for that tonight? Uh, no, Let, let's just maybe do this with just us or something. So then maybe I think as a, a partner of that person, you would let them know. And if that person came up to you and said, hey, you know what, this was just mentioned to me. And someone said that I eat really loud. Do I do that? You know, what would you say? To me, I would be like, yeah, you know, yeah, you do. Like, and, and who knows? Maybe they have adenoid problems. Maybe they have a hard time breathing while they're eating. Maybe there's some medical reason that they're like, huh, I don't know. I've just always been like that. And it's like, thank Go ask a doctor. Like maybe there's a medical reason why you're doing it. You're not doing it to be obnoxious. You're not doing it to be rude and to get attention. Or maybe you are. But do think, okay, well, is that something that I want to make people not want to be around me? Mm, maybe I'll, I'll be more mindful to try to be aware of it and eat quieter. Because... It's not like they're asking you to stand on your head for the whole meal. All they are asking is that, you know, you don't chew as loud or you don't because that's even a noise. That's not even something that, so just try to chew without so much 
excitement in your voice <laughs> or something. So just a thought. Um, and so that's kind of my thought process is that if somebody say, ask my opinion on that situation, I'd be like, well, yeah, you do. And we've kind of mentioned it, but you kind of blew it off. So I'm going, oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's just the way I am. Okay. Well, you were gently told to try and not eat as loud, but you chose to blow it off like it was nothing. And then you wonder why everyone seems to be meeting up without you there. You know, so I don't know. To me, it's it's uh, unkind to to not tell the person. And if the person chooses to ignore you and not do it, that is totally their, their choice in life. They can eat however the hell they want. But then just don't be surprised if those people that find it annoying don't want to be around you because that is their choice. Or maybe they only join you when you don't eat. And they're like, oh, no, we'll have dinner first and then we'll meet you. You know, they'll make up things around it where they just don't have to be exposed to that part of you that drives them crazy. And I'm sure you can think of people that you know where you're like, eh, not really in the mood for that thing about that person. So maybe we'll just this. Like, I'm sure you're guilty of doing it the same, you know? And it's not like you pick out every little tiny thing like, oh my God, did you see how long her eyelashes were? Or, oh, you know, you don't have to get nitpicky on ridiculous things. It's just things that... You know, because nobody's perfect. You're not perfect. But if there's things like that that are impacting people wanting to be around you. And if a person asked my opinion, like, I don't get it. Like, why does this person never want to seem to be around me? Then, you know what? Tell them if they genuinely want to know. But if they don't, I don't know. Then then that's on them because they have a choice to, and this is actually my thing, you have a choice to change the way you eat and or at least not be as noisy and vocal about it. I'm not saying you can't chew, but don't yum, 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 yum. And um, actually, I was watching that on uh, The Switch, which was a really funny show. Um, you have the choice not to make those vocal comments like so if you want people to want to be around you then don't do that just don't make the noise part you know just chew quietly and don't get the noise part so and if you don't want to do that and you're like no screw you this is the way I am like it or lump it well then don't be hurt when they lump it because that is their choice they have a choice as to who they want to be around and if that's something that they find takes away from their fun time with you and with other friends, then then that is their choice as well. So anyway, so just a little blip on why I chose that name and why the this chick's just saying why I chose that name and why I wanted to do this podcast. And I, of course, do want subscribers and I, of course, would love feedback to know if this information has changed you or given you any light bulb moments. That, to me, is what I love to do. 
I love to know that this has made a positive impact in your life and brought things even to your attention. And even it may be stuff you don't want to know. But to me, just because you don't want to know it, you do know it. And that is a positive in, in my world because I think it's more unkind for you to be completely unaware of a situation and wonder why certain things are happening in your life that could be because of something you could change, but you choose not to. And at least you're doing it in an educated way. So if you know the reason and you choose not to correct that reason, then at least you're making an educated decision as to, yep, yeah, well, I'm okay with people not wanting to be around me if I eat loudly. Then okay, cool. But it would break my heart to think that you were like, I don't get it. What is it about me that drives people crazy? Why do I always seem to people hang out with me for a bit and then all of a sudden they're just too busy? I don't understand. Like to me, that that breaks my heart because you genuinely don't have a clue as to why people start out being friends, but then they don't, or then they start avoiding you. And it's something as simple as the way you chew your food. Gosh, wouldn't that be crazy? Or maybe like you have bad breath and everyone's like, oh my God, I can't stand being around that person because they have bad breath. And it's not that you're not a good person. And it's not that anything else, it's just some oral hygiene or the way you chew, you know? And and to me, that is so fixable. So I just think that that's not fair to you, the person, or, or to that person if they're like, because then they're going to be at home and go, I don't get it. Is it that I'm a terrible person? Why don't people like me? I'm, you know, feel so sad and rejected from life. And all because, and you think, geez, it's so weird because people, like, I talk to them, we hang out a couple times, and then they just ghost me. Well, that has nothing to do with the amazing person that you are. It has nothing to do with the fact that you're not lovable or you're not cool enough or you're this or all these. Maybe you think, oh, well, if I had different color hair or I had better this or whatever other features you're thinking, or maybe you think, oh, maybe it's because I'm too fat or maybe it's because I'm too skinny or maybe it's because I'm too short. Maybe it's because I'm too tall. And all it comes down to is the fact that you're a loud chewer and you drive them crazy. So you just kind of get to be a person that is, or maybe you're too needy, you know, but there's so many different things. So that's the thing is if, if, if you do some self-reflection and, or even if you just say, Hey, can you tell me like, do I do something weird? You know, and tell them, I really want to know. And then don't get mad at the person. If they tell you, that's another thing that drives me crazy. You know what? Don't shoot the messenger. Like, they have done you a favor. They didn't have to be honest. They didn't have to risk 
you being mad at them and then saying, oh, this person's such an asshole and a bitch and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, can you believe she told me this? Well, you asked for their opinion. And if that's their opinion and they can say, yeah, I've heard other people talking saying, God, I hate, I wish they wouldn't chew that way. But then how do you say that to somebody, right? So people just don't want that confrontation and they just avoid you. So which ones, and, and think about that, which people are being more cruel? The, the person that has told you what other people have said that they find annoying about you or frustrating or whatever, or the people that just don't say anything and avoid you. To me, I think the true friend and the one you should be the most grateful to is the one who said, hey, you know what? Everyone's kind of said, like, it drives them crazy the way you choose so loud. And then you're like, that's it? That's why nobody wants to be around me? Well, that's awesome. I can change that. That's totally doable. But you can't get taller, you can't get shorter, you can't, you know, be, I don't know, whatever else might be things that you couldn't change about you. But eating quieter? Oh my God, that's so doable. Or maybe you're like actually someone else who loves to argue whenever they go out. Some people, I don't know what it is with them, but they want to fight with everybody. And they, they love making a scene at a restaurant too. Those kind of people also drive me crazy because it's like, you know what? These people have cooked your food. If you are that particular, and I'm not saying I never send anything back. If something was really awful, I would, you know, really not like I really hate hard boiled eggs. Um, and if I get like a eggs on toast, I like them kind of medium, but if they were hard as a rock and, and I would say, And if they asked, I probably would honestly eat them just the way they are. But if they said, hey, how are you? How are they? How are your eggs? You'd be like, well, they are a little bit hard. So and usually people are like, oh, my God, that's totally fine. Let me let me fix it for you. Pardon me. But if basically somebody is telling you the truth, that to me is the kinder thing. Because if it's changeable and you're like, "Okay, I won't be as argumentative or I won't be as loud of a chewer or I won't be whatever is totally minor and changeable, then that seems a shame to let that little tiny thing ruin so many other positive, fun, goofy moments and bonding memories that that to me seems to be a shame that your stubbornness or, you know, would, would wreck all the potential positive things that could come into your life if all you learned to do was chew quieter, you know, or all you learned to do was maybe go to the dentist more frequently and, you know, get your teeth cleaned so that you don't have the, you know, bad breath from not flossing or whatever, or even too, you could be like my brother. He has actually a medical issue where he gets like this bacteria or something down the back of his throat. And it could just, or it could be a sign that maybe even like bad breath wise, sorry. It could be a sign that maybe 
it's medically something. Maybe it means you're diabetic or maybe it means that this or or something maybe there's a medical reason like my brother did genuinely have a medical reason he would grow like this bacteria or something at the back of his tongue and so he would get a puffer for it and then actually use the puffer though that's the thing that drives me crazy too is if you find out the reason then that because my brother my youngest brother he is a very funny loving person but people do avoid being in close proximity to him because he will have such bad breath. Like, I'm talking take your breath away, bad breath. And he finally, you know, figured out that it was this bacteria stuff. And so he has a puffer. And you notice night and day difference, you know, when he's using it and when he's not. And so something as minor as that that is so changeable and so easily changeable. And then you get to enjoy all the positive things about that person. And then he gets to be a part of so many other positive things. And it's only just rolls through life. And you just get so much more out of life in a positive way than you do by somebody not telling you that. So... Anyway, so yeah, so that's uh, kind of that. And I kind of went on to a rant on that note. So I'm not sure how many minutes I've been talking, but I don't want to keep you guys too long because I know I'm a chatty Kathy. But yeah, so I hope that that's kind of the reason why I decided to do this podcast and why I chose the name I did and why I hope you keep listening. Um, I am a very positive and I try to have fun with life. And I hope you don't, because I'm going over all my like life history and stuff, I really hope you don't listen on my podcast and think, oh my God, this lady is so like, blah, blah, blah. To know me personally, and I am a very goofy, fun person, and I like to make the best of things. I'm not living in la-la land where I'm like, oh, nothing ever bad happens to me. It's like, yeah, shit does happen. It's part of life. You dust yourself off. You figure out, okay, can I change this? What can I control? What can I control? Okay, well, let's look at what I can control. Well, I can control to do, to react this certain way, or I can control this. Um, And then I choose to be happy, but not in a a whack away, like, ooh, everything's roses and, you know, unicorns and butterflies and nope, nothing bothers me. Of course things bother me. Things piss me right off and watch out when I'm mad because I'll come, you wrong someone that I love or you wrong me or you wrong, like, and I'm talking you've really got to wrong something. Like, I'm talking kicking someone's down when, kicking someone down when they're at their lowest and their worst and their most vulnerable and you look at that as an opportunity to take advantage. Holy fuck me, watch out. Because there's actually this one saying that I came across, which actually maybe I'll put up on my thing because I really loved it. Um, And it says um, something about being a kind person Uh, Oh, that's what it is. Um, Don't take my kindness as a weakness. Because basically, if you do, weak is not what you're going to think of me, basically, by the time I'm done. 
I can hold my own. I don't want to have to, but, and I will do it in the nicest way I can, but don't also misunderstand. I won't go toe to, or I will go toe to toe with you. And I will be brutally honest as to how I feel. And I have done that. And I will go into that actually later. I have done that after uh, I had lost a few people and I had some very toxic narcissists in my life that I had to pull back from. And it was, it's amazing because they are totally blown away. Like, what? You think I am a toxic person? I'm like, absolutely, you are. But I will tell them why. And they're usually blown away. And they'll, of course, come up with, well, this and well, that and well, that. It's like, you know what? When you go out of your way to be cruel to somebody, that is deal breaker shit for me. And that is actually another thing that I kind of have a a theory in my life or, or, I don't know, things that I live by. There are things that are deal breakers. And then there are like just maybe life shit that you don't like. Deal breaker shit will be you're dead to me. I, I, I just, I will not put up with that. Like I have a few key things that are deal breaker shit to me. Like you don't cheat on me as a spouse and you will never fucking hit me. You hit me once, you uh, can kiss knowing me goodbye. You betray me, and I'm not saying that you do something wrong and you're remorseful and we work past it and that is different, but if you completely, like basically use my kindness as a way to manipulate me and do it multiple times. When I finally frickin' clue in, watch out. And I don't want to have to do that. Or there was actually another situation where I helped my sister-in-law after a divorce or during a divorce where... He just wanted to destroy her, like as a person. He wanted her to be crumpled up in a ball, dying in the corner, and just destroy her spirit, destroy her personality, just destroy her completely. And I'm not saying that when you separate, absolutely. You know, you separate relationships and marriages are not a life sentence. If it's not working, move on, you know, and that's a whole nother thing. I'll kind of get into it another time, but if it's not working, that's fine. Then you don't have to be together. So separate and, and go and be happy and go be with other people that are going to make you happy. But when you leave, you don't have to be cruel. You just move on, divide your shit And be done. It doesn't have to be that difficult. You know? But in this situation, his role was, you will do what I tell you to do 
when I tell you to do it, and when I feel like doing it. And don't you dare have the audacity to stand up for yourself. I will tell you how shit's going to go down. And so with that, my thought goes, fucking game on, little boy, let's dance. You know, I don't want to have to do this, and I don't know what I'm going to do right now. But this little hamster wheel is going to be going, and when I come up with something... And it won't be it won't be cruel and vindictive. It's just in reaction to things that he was doing. So like one of the situations, um, he didn't want to give her her vehicle. So he had his truck. She had her car. Easy peasy. He keeps his truck. She keeps her car. Transfer it into her name. Let her take over the payments. Bada boom. Done. Not unreasonable. He was like, nope, ain't happening. Nope. He goes, nope, you make the payments. And keeping in mind, the vehicle actually was in both names. He goes, no, you keep the payments and then, or you you take over the payments and then we'll decide after we've gone through all this separation, who gets to keep the car. And I'm like, over my dead body, you are taking over that car payment until that vehicle is in your name. So we had talked to the dealership, did all that, and left the papers down at the dealership. And the dealership had contacted him, and he's like, nope, won't do it. Nope, won't sign it over to her. Nope, 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 nope. It was all, and I kept trying to think, what is he getting out of this? And that's another thought process I have. Everybody does things for a reason. They're either getting something out of it or, well, there's a reason. Yeah, so they people don't just do things if it doesn't benefit them in some way. So I the only thing he got out of that was the control of telling her when this was going to happen. And he said, no, you, you move the payments over and, you know, then we'll decide who gets to keep the car. And I'm like, no, because at the end of it, he could, she could take over the payments and this could take three years to sort out, four years, five years, who knows, because he's being so difficult about everything. And then at the end of it, he can say, nope, I don't think you should keep it. I want to keep it. And she would have paid for it all those years. So in what world does that make sense? And he already has his truck. So what does he need her car for? It would just be a bullying move. So anyways, and like they had no debt. They had no nothing. They just had a house that they had to divide. And that was it. They actually were the most simplest separation of all. No debt, no nothing. Just his vehicle, her vehicle, and a house to sell. And that was it. You know, and two kids, but, um, you know, they, that was like, um, it could have been so easy. So, but of course it was all about his control and when and where and how he was going to let her do what he wanted her to do, which is ironic because he was never like that during their marriage, not that much, but he is, I don't know. His horns came out afterwards. So 
anyways, uh, cost him a ton in legal bills and stuff like that too. And, and her as well. But, um, basically, and actually with him, he kept getting told the information he didn't like. So he kept switching lawyers, but of course with every lawyer, the answers are still the same. Yeah. You divide your shit, move on and pay some child support and bada boom done, you know? So anyways, so with this situation though, with the car is I'm going, okay, how can we do this? How can we do this? How can we do this? And so eventually with, um, I had a background actually in insurance, so I knew how things kind of worked with insurance and I said, well, fine, if he's not gonna let you keep, like keep the car and he's going to decide and then give him the car, tell him he can make the payments, but he can also keep the car until he decides Who's going to keep it? So if he's still not sure that you're going to get to keep it, then give him the car. He can make the payments and he can keep the car. And that's actually what she ended up doing. So she waited there. She had the papers down there for four months. And he just kept, oh, nope, nope, nope. You know, wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it. So we actually ended up taking her into the dealership. And she bought another car with the same payments. And we dropped off that car, and because of my insurance background, we took the plates off it, and uh, depending where you're listening from, in uh, BC here, or in Canada, you can take the plates off it, but it still has insurance, it's just not drivable. And because there had already been an accident on her um, insurance, She also didn't want to risk that if he lent the vehicle to somebody and they got in an accident with this vehicle, that her safe driving would be affected, right? So basically, we parked it at his house where he was being insistent on staying there and being another bullying situation. So she had uh, moved out. And um, anyways, and so we left the vehicle there, we took the plates off, and I signed out all the transfer papers and everything. And I knew with my insurance background that he wouldn't be able to replace those plates without two signatures. So his only option was to transfer the vehicle into his name if he wanted to try to sell it or if he wanted to let somebody drive it, like if he wanted to lend it to maybe his nephew or somebody to use, um, I knew that he would have to transfer it into his name. And with that, he would also have to pay taxes on the transfer, which my sister-in-law was 100% willing to pay the taxes to be transferred into her name. And all she needed him to do was to sign that transfer form And again, he's like, nope, won't do it, won't do it. So we thought, okay, fine, keep the vehicle, keep the payments. And when you decide who's going to own that vehicle, then you can do whatever you want, you know, from that point. So things like that, that I did do. But of course, I would have never had to do that if he just wouldn't have been a dick and just signed over the car to her. It was absolutely no difference to him other than it was a control issue. 
is the only thing I could wrap my head around as to what would be his purpose. Because she was going to take over the loan. She was going to do everything. All he had to do was sign the paper. But he was like, nope, I will not sign. So we're like, fine, keep the car then. Keep the car. You decide what to do with it. Sell it. Whatever. We don't care. So, you know, if anything, maybe it'll help speed up the separation. But so things like that, that I did eventually figure out how to help her defend herself. But it's not anything I knew before. And I don't want to be that person. But I can be if I'm helping somebody I love. And I even actually got messaged by um, his brother saying to stay out of it and to let them sort it out themselves. And I said, well, no. I said, that's what family does in the way I think or, or people that care about you. Not even necessarily family, but people that you genuinely care about. In what world should you abandon them when they need you the most that they've ever needed you before in their life. They're devastated. They're crushed. They have someone who's trying to be a bully and mean. And you think I'm just going to let them do that to her? Like she went through so much stress and so much chaos from him just being difficult that she actually ended up with shingles because of all the stress. Like how the hell I haven't got shingles. I don't know, but... It actually literally gave her shingles and it affected actually her eyes. It went into her eyes and they were like, wow, you're, you're too young to have shingles. Um, like it's very uncommon, but that's, she ended up getting it just from being so run down. And that's what they said. They were like stress induced just from all the stress and, you know, him just enjoying tormenting her basically every turn he could and then saying, oh, well, we'll do this and then go, oh, no, actually now I'm not going to do that. And you know, just head games, basically. So I did get a lot smarter, though. So I did learn some things, which I didn't want to have to learn. But, you know, my hamster wheel just turns and turns and turns until I can figure out there's got to be a way to, and sometimes there isn't. But if hell or high water, if I can, if I can find a way, I will definitely do it. And that too, actually, not only in spite or in protective mode of someone, I also will use that if there's something where I want to do something in life. Like if I'm, well, actually my whole childhood, really. I'm like, I will not grow up or raise my children in the way that I grew up. Not, I will... Definitely have a coat for my kids to wear. They will have boots to wear. They will have food on the table. We will have running water. We will have heat. We will have the necessities of life. And I will not procreate with anyone until I know that that person, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that people definitely can trick people, but I was going to do everything in my power that I could and to make sure that they didn't grow up in an abusive home or an alcoholic home. And I am not placing judgment one iota on people who get tricked by 
an abusive person because they are amazing con artists. I am very aware of that, that you go through this honeymoon stage and then basically as soon as they've got you, then then the horns come out and, and they do a complete Jekyll and Hyde moment where they turn into this horrible abusive person. But I sure as shit would not be... I would be on birth control or something. I don't know. Like, I'm just saying. And, of course, I, uh, my heart bleeds for people that basically get conned in a relationship, in an abusive relationship. It does. But at some point, too, you also have to go, this is not okay with me. I don't care how much you fucking love me. I don't care how much there's good times and bad times. There is no value in the abuse. And I know that they work on your psyche and stuff like that, but at your heart of hearts, you have to know, or I really hope you, even if you take away from this or or anything, I don't know, but do know in no way do you deserve to get hit. I don't care what you do. There is nothing that deserves you getting the shit beat out of you. And I'm not saying maybe a slap or, and not that it's okay to slap women, but I remember one time my boyfriend was joking around and he tapped my face and frick, a switch went off in my head and I just wound up and I just fucking dealt at him as hard as I could. And I'm like, don't you ever hit me again. (laughs) And the look on his face was like, what? I realize now I kind of laugh about it because I obviously completely overreacted. He was like going, oh, you know, just joking, a joking kind of slap, slap, light slap on my face of something. We were just goofing around and fuck it. I just, a switch went off. And I'm like, do not think that it is ever okay for you to fucking hit me. Never. You will do that once and I will be gone for the rest of your fucking life. I will not look back. Oh my God, it was so crazy. But that was my thing. I don't care how much a person loves you. Nobody deserves to get beat. But in that situation, I will say I did overreact because it was just a goofing around slap. But that's where in my head I was like, I was not going to be with an alcoholic. I will not be with someone who beats me. I will not have kids by different, you know, until I'm damn well ready to take care of them. I just had my things that I, I knew what I didn't want. And that was deal breaker shit for me. So, and that's where it's like, no, this is not happening. But other things, you know, as you go through life, it's, but any of those things, like you will not cheat on me. I will not be with someone who's constantly out whoring around and God only knows what diseases you're bringing back and this and that. Not only is it ethically wrong, but, or unless actually even on that note, not that I place judgment on anyone like that too, because as long as both parties, like you and your partner, that's your agreement and you're doing it with your eyes wide open and it's like, Kate, we're both know this is happening and we're both okay with it, then that is your choice. But in my world, I was 
nobody was going to be sneaking around on me and this and that. It's like, if you don't want me, that's cool. I will be alone. I am happy to be alone. I will not, uh, I will not, that will just not be tolerated. (laughs) Just plain and simple. So, um, because I'm not okay with that. Like, if you don't want to be with me, then go be with those other people. I encourage you to go be happy. Go be with those people. You don't have to be with me. I would hope that you'd want to, but if you don't, that's okay too, because I won't be with somebody like that. And that's my deal breaker. And I would respect if, and vice versa. Like you would think that they would be like, well, I don't want you going out whoring around on me either. Okay, cool. Then we're in agreement. But if we had agreed that we're both okay and open to do whatever we want, then fine. You've both agreed to it. It's your arrangement. So I'm not placing any judgment on whatever, but I want both people in the relationship or, or has ever many of people, basically no lying. You all agree to it, then that's all your choice. And you're doing it with your eyes wide open and that's fine. That is your choice. So don't want any haters out there. But, um, or if you do whatever, I, and actually with that too, do know that I'm not trying to, I'm not a hater. I'm not, it's just, this is my life view. And as long as you're not hurting anyone and everybody being affected by whatever you're doing, it's all out in the open and everybody agrees to it, do whatever the hell you want. But you have no right to make somebody else's life miserable. And you have no right to take advantage of kind people. Like, shame on you. Because those people are being kind not to be used. They're being kind because they care about you. And don't ever take someone... That is a major, major gift. If somebody cares about you and someone gives a shit, whether or not you're happy or you're sad, oh my God, what could be more important than that? I'm just saying. Like, are you not worth that? Why would, in what world, would you want to take advantage of someone who genuinely cares about you? That just doesn't make sense to me. So, but anyways, on that note, um, I will end this podcast, which actually was going to be about a different topic, but I kind of strayed into this one. And now you know a little bit more about me. I'm not all that, know all that. I know a lot, but I also don't know a lot of other things. So that's the cool thing of life. We're learning constantly. And look at it that way. Life is a learning. That's actually a learning cycle. Um, And I think the more you learn, the better off you are. And be self-reflective. This is actually something too, even though now I'm going on to another tangent, but I used to watch a show when my kids were little. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Dr. Phil or whatever, but some of the things that stuck out in my brain with listening to him was how much fun are you to be around? That's one. And it's true. If you're someone who's constantly negative and constantly bitching about this person and bitching about that person and you can't just like let your hair down and have your inner child dumb fun then, you know what, nobody wants to be around someone who sucks the fun out of a room 
And I'm not saying that if you're going through a hard time and you need to talk and you need to that, then do that. Absolutely do that. Do not bear down and take on all this shit on your own. Do reach out to friends, but don't do it in a social setting. You know, do it in a, hey, can I, I'm really struggling with this or, you know, do you mind if we go for coffee or if you know of somebody else who's struggling, reach out to them because so many people don't, they suffer in silence and they don't want to bother people and just be a sounding board, even if it's just a a thing to let them vent, you know, like if you were going through a, a trouble or something, you know what, sometimes, and sometimes you just need to think out loud is what I call it. It's like brainstorming. Um, but, or when I talk to myself, sometimes too, I'm like, Hey, never mind. I'm not talking to myself. I'm just thinking out loud. So hell, even talk to yourself. Sometimes it's so funny how I'll be stuck on something and I'll be like, okay, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And then I'll say, talk to my sister-in-law, um, the one that I'm close with. And and uh, anyways, I have two that I'm close with, actually. And I'll be like, but one the more so. And uh, I'll be like, hey, I just got to, I don't know what to do. And so I'll talk to her about it and this and that. And in talking, ironically, I a lot of times end up answering and creating a solution to my problem, which seems insane because of course I couldn't think of it on my own, but then she'll say something and then that'll spark an idea on this. And then we'll just both like, and then boof, we've got this fabulous idea and it's like, sweet. Now I have a solution. This is awesome. And I'll, I'll tease her. Well, we'll joke and be like, thanks. Thanks for the great idea. And she'll be like, uh, I didn't really say much, but she'll say something that sparks something in my brain Or she'll come up with a solution too sometimes. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, why the heck didn't I think of that? That's so crazy. Why didn't I think of that? And, or other times I'll just be talking with her and I'll come up with an idea. And then I I joke and I go, wow, thanks so much. I said, thanks, thanks for helping me with it. And she'll just kind of laugh at me and be like, okay. Cause she's like, well, you actually came up with your own solution so we'll kind of laugh over that as well, but it's like, okay, do, do, do next. Now I know what I'm going to do. So, and I just feel so much better. It's so crazy. So if you have people like that in your world, that to me is more important than say, not chewing loudly. See what I mean? Going back to that where it's like, okay, so I get all this and all I got to do is learn to chew quieter sold. Frickin' easy peasy. I'll do it. No problem. So anyways, okay. So I'll wrap this one up and you guys have an amazing day. And I hope you have many light bulb moments where you go, huh, cool. Now I get it. Um, that would be awesome to me. And, and if you could then be an amazing resource of two other friends and other people in your life And you inspire them to not feel defeated and like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Life is so hard. If you can inspire others, that to me is just fabulous. I just, I just love it. I just would love for everybody to 
deal with all the life shit and then dust yourself off and still have some dumb fun along the way where you can laugh and go like, oh my God, that was so crazy. I can't believe that happened. Or things that you look back and you go, you laugh about it, but at the time it wasn't that funny, but now there's been enough time and you're like, oh my God, that's so freaking hilarious. But at the time it wasn't funny, but it's like when I fell down the stairs just recently, actually. I'm like, thank God nobody saw that. Um, It hurt like a son of a gun, but now that the bruises are healed, you know, if somebody would have seen it, it would have been really funny, Um, but not, not in a mean way, but it's like, oh my God, I can't believe you slipped that hard or, oh my God, this, like, Sometimes things you can kind of laugh about them after the fact, but in the moment they're quite painful and you're just like note to self, watch that there's not slush on the top step, you know, or be more mindful when I'm going down the stairs because that's how it happened. My foot just caught a tiny bit of slush and zoof, I was down and thank God I didn't land on my tailbone. I did land on my sciatic nerve and my butt cheek. But I could have landed on my tailbone, and I've done that before. And oh, sweet Jesus, that was awful. So there, yeah, anyways. So have an amazing day, and we will talk to you again, I hope. And yeah, feel free to reach out to me on social media if you want. I am on Twitter, and I am on Instagram, and I am on Facebook and YouTube and all sorts of cool things and or you're always welcome to fire me an email at this chicks just saying at gmail.com and yeah have an amazing day and we'll talk to you again bye